what's happening. It is indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than Francesca, Rebel HQ contributor and all around remarkable person. <laughs> Should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, well, another recording, Donald Trump has another recording of him attempting to coerce another government employee in the state of Georgia to do something illegal. Well, that's the narrative. Let me take you to the new information. The Georgia special grand jury, the one that has concluded, they were given the task of investigating whether former President Trump interfered with the 2020 election has heard a recording of a phone call the former president had with the top state lawmaker, according to a report. Now the Atlanta Journal, Journal Constitution interviewed five of the 23 jury members who revealed that they listened to a recording of a phone conversation between Donald Trump and Georgia House Speaker David Ralston. A detail that was previously not reported, are made public. Let's go to a picture of the former speaker. He's actually, he was actually a decent person. He was a Republican speaker in the state of Georgia, and he passed away not too long ago. He is the reason why a special session was not called. Donald Trump wanted a special session called in Georgia so they could create special laws that would help him. He refused to do so. He's also the reason why the movement to create the city of Buckhead out of the city of Atlanta failed last year. He's the one who stopped it, a reasonable Republican. One of the jurors, uh, the juror said the recording revealed Trump asking Speaker Ralston to convene a special session of the state legislature to overturn President Biden's win in Georgia. Ralston, who died in November, did not call for the special election. And this part is very important, here's why. Literally, there's a movement happening right now to give states the authority by way of legislative action to overturn the will of the voter or the majority voters, majority of voters in their state. This is what Donald Trump proclaimed he wanted the legislature to do. One of the jurors who all declined to be named due to safety and privacy concerns said the phone call showed that Speaker Ralston was an amazing politician. The juror told the Atlanta Journal Constitution that the speaker basically cut the president off. He said, and I quote, I would do everything in my power that I think is appropriate. The audio is the third such recording of Trump and a Trump call to a Georgia official that has been revealed as part of the former president's campaign to pressure them to overturning the 2020 election results in the state. Now, let me remind everyone three times. What's the third one? All right, so you remember the one with Secretary Brad Raffensberger, he's the chief elections officer. That is the conversation that basically went viral. The new conversation you're hearing about is with Speaker Ralston. The other conversation 
was actually with an employee of Raffensperger, an investigator who was a regular employee. This person had enough sense to also record the former president. Now remember, if we have recordings, that means all three people that Donald Trump called to coerce them to do this illegal action decided to record the President of the United States. They knew exactly what his intention was. Mm-hmm. There's more. Let's put her up, Bonnie Willis, alongside none other than our very own Sharon Reed. Bonnie Willis is the Fulton County DA. She's the one that opened the investigation into the 2020 election in early 2021. After it was made public that Trump suggested in a different phone call with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger that he needed to find about 11,000 votes so that Trump could win the state. Quote, all I wanna do is this, the president said in the phone recording. I just want to find 11,780 votes which is one more than we have because we won the state. The interview offers another insight into the grand jury's investigation. Just weeks after the jury forewoman hinted the former president and multiple allies could face a variety of charges as a result of the probe, she declined to say who could face charges as she faced criticism for her media blitz last month. Now remember, there's a rule to keep in mind. The Georgia grand jury does not have the authority to indict. The special purpose grand jury has amazing authority, but that's one authority they do not have. They have investigative authority, subpoena authority, but they do not have the authority to indict. They can recommend indictment to the regular grand jury, which is being convened. All right, my dear sister, what are your thoughts here? I mean, how many indictments are coming down, right? We're waiting on the other one from the district attorney of New York. Um, Now you have this one. And of course, there's another phone call. It's just incredible, right? It's like everyone is getting the mob boss on tape, but they didn't actually have to work with the FBI. They just taped him anyway, because they were like, this dude's gonna get me in trouble. Um, And it is also scary, right? Because while we have all this evidence, doctor, at the same time, the Republican Party is not budging. Right, there is no more admission that what was happening in 2020 was illegal and falsified and dangerous to our democracy than there is now. No one has changed on this. It took an insurrection for maybe one or two Republicans to be like, yeah, that was bad. But other than that, we're just setting ourselves up to do it again. But what we are setting ourselves up for is an insane 2024 primary yep. race among Republicans because. He's gonna have multiple indictments hanging over him. Yeah, and some of those indictments may entangle him to a significant degree to where he may not be as available. We shall see, (laughs) story (laughs) developed. All right, yep, we knew this was going to happen eventually. South Carolina Republicans have proposed a law that would give women the death penalty. If they engage in their right of choice, abortion. Let me give you the updates. Let's put up the picture of the glorious capital. All right, updates from the South Carolina Senate. The Republican assault on women's rights is charting a new 
territory. As South Carolina Republican lawmakers are now considering a bill which would make women who get an abortion eligible for the death penalty. Here are some of the details. The bill being considered in South Carolina dubbed the South Carolina Prenatal Equal Protection Act of 2023 would redefine person under state law to include a fertilized egg. Giving it at the point of conception equal protection under the state's homicide laws, including the death penalty. The new definition opens women, opens up women to be charged with crimes such as battery, attempted murder, and even homicide. There is no exception for rape or incest. These proposals have been so disturbing that even Republican South Carolina representative Nancy Mace has been horrified at the prospects. Mace is not only a Republican lawmaker, but one who legislates in South Carolina where the bill is originating. Despite this, she is denouncing her colleagues. Mace instead relates to the pain victim of her party's legislation field through intimate aspects of her womanhood and her humanity. Saying, and I quote, to see this debate go to the dark places, the dark edges, where it has gone on both sides of the aisle, has been deeply disturbing to me as a woman, as a female legislator, as a mom, and as a victim of rape. Mace continued in the following statement with a personal plea to her party to end its tyranny. I was raped as a teenager, she said at the age of 16. This debate ought to be a bipartisan debate where we balance the rights of women and we balance the right to life. But we aren't having that conversation here in DC. We aren't having that conversation at home. We aren't having that conversation with fellow state lawmakers. Uh, let's put up the map. The egregious bill is following a certain misogynistic trend laid out over our early and recent history. You see, since the infamous Roe v. Wade ruling, Republican-led states have been limiting abortion access and punishing the women seeking health care under new law. This is the infographic of the bans thus far. Notice anything? 18 Republican states have succeeded in limiting the autonomy of their residing women, while the courts of eight states, including Arizona and Wyoming, have successfully blocked such efforts upon the rights of women. Representative Rob Harris wrote the bill, and so far, it has attracted 21 co sponsors to date. Now, what are they co sponsoring? Let's be very clear what they are co sponsoring. They're saying even if a child is raped, and that child seeks an opportunity to be free of their rapist, that child will get a harsher penalty than the person who raped them. Mm-hmm. That's the law. That's what they are proposing, the law of the land. How insane is that? But also, at what point do you enact the death penalty, i.e. murder that child? Are you gonna murder them after they bear the child? Then you're gonna take care of it, Oh, and then we'll kill the mom. Mm. Great, amazing, family values. 
love it. That uh, I mean, it is pure evil, doctor. Like I can't yeah. get over it. it is pure evil to do this to people. And yet, look, I did some reporting in El Salvador. I talk about it a lot. Same thing there. When you enshrine the rights of the unborn, so to speak, in any constitution, as that's that country has in their constitution, all rights of women or anyone who can get pregnant completely go away. They completely go away and there are people currently serving in that country 30 years to life because they supposedly had an abortion. A lot of them didn't know they were pregnant, they had miscarriages. So wow. that's where this is all going. When you criminalize abortion, you criminalize even women who do want kids and even women who do want a full termed healthy baby. You criminalize all reproductive rights and you criminalize families. Yeah. And here are the bills you don't see corresponding with this legislation. You don't see a bill that says child support must now begin at conception. You don't see a bill that mandates insurance companies to cover the fertilized egg at conception. You don't see any of these corresponding bills allowing the critique to be placed in front of them. This is not about protecting anyone other than feeding red meat to mm -hmm. your red base. There's a black man who was wrongfully accused of carjacking his own grandmama. It's a damn shame. Let's put up a picture. This young man, he was in the back of a police car for absolutely nothing. Here's the video. Come out with your hands up, face away from us. Face away, go to the sidewalk, face away. Hands up high in the air. Face away from us, walk to the sidewalk. Look away from us. Backwards to the sound of my voice, back to our squad. Stop, get down on your knees. On your knees, put your hands up. Don't move, you understand? You understand not to move, everything okay? That's your grandson? Yes. Why don't I have them first to the All right, okay. that's good. Here's the thing. So some guy comes up to me in his car and says, actually there were two black guys lobbying the ladies in this blue Lexus. And I said, what? Where? He's like, he's robbing him. He's robbing him right now. And I'm like, which blue Lexus? The one at the light. So I go up. I said, stay here or, or follow me. And I'm gonna go check it out. I had to ask somebody telling me. Okay, but I'm telling you this is my grandson. Yes, and I know. This is my best friend. We've known him since he was a baby. All right, and, I, and I'm certainly glad that that guy was mistaken or wanted to put me on a roof or something that's not actually occurring. So but I apologize. Oh, he's gonna be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I apologize for that guy not knowing what he was talking about. I'm, but I'm sure he I got two old white ladies in a car with a black kid and makes an assumption. Well, he was black as well, so oh I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, then it's even worse. I don't, let me just get your name real quick. Okay. Look, he's all good. It's the grandson. Damn shame. Put up the picture of the young man once again. This is a life and death situation. We cannot independently confirm that the officer was telling the truth about, oh, somebody told me. Akil K. Carter, black Wisconsin man, his grandmother, Paulette H. Barr, and a family friend, Sandra K. Adams, both of whom are white, 
filed a federal civil rights lawsuit for a 2018 ordeal where a then 18 year old Akil was racially profiled and wrongfully detained by the police. He was detained for six minutes, however, the entire ordeal lasted 11. It should not have, have lasted one second. It was September 2nd, 2018 when Carter was with Barr and Adams in a blue Lexus on their way to lunch. When officer Patrick Kane pulled them over, suspecting the teen was a possible carjacker in the backseat. Kane said he was told by an unknown black third party witness who was driving a blue Chevrolet with an African American woman that two African American males had hijacked a blue Lexus. The officer says he believed at the time Carter could have been one of the thugs allegedly carjacking the two women. The complaint alleged the cop targeted Carter because he was black and was with two older white women. Noting the three were traveling through the racially segregated Wotosa, a small town with a population that has 82.4% white and only 5.65% African American, 4.14% Asian. There's more. Within minutes of the stop, other officers swarmed the scene. Court documents state and ordered Carter to get on the ground, told him to get down on his knees before he was handcuffed. After this, Carter was placed in a patrol vehicle and then interrogated. Let's go to the next video. Officer Gabriel is going to get some information from you, okay? Okay. He says the same thing. All right. Any ID with you, did you, land? Nothing at all? Okay. Well, I'm guessing what this sounds like is a really big misunderstanding. And I'm not exactly quite sure what's going on, but the officers that uh, actually, that reason we stopped you is somebody told them something about what was going on in that car. So I don't know what they saw that they perceived was going on, but obviously that's the reason that we have contact with you right now, okay? So what it seems like is that, like I said, there's some type of misunderstanding. I understand that's, uh, who's the driver? Um, my, my grandma's friend. Grandma's friend, and grandma's in the front seat passenger side? Okay, all right. How old are you, young man? 18. 18, all right, man. Okay, sit tight one second. He's good. You got it in your book, right? Yeah. Okay. Come on out of here. So, I don't know if anybody told you at all about what, what happened. Anybody say anything? All right. Kyle told him it was a misunderstanding based on somebody's perception. Now keep in mind, these cops are asking these dumbass questions after the women who they allegedly were trying to uh, save told them, this is my grandson, this is my family. And yet and still, they go back to interrogate the young man as if he is in fact still a criminal, rather than simply falling on their sword and saying, I am sorry. Now, there's another twist. Let's put up the picture. The case did reach trial this week. Unfortunately, a jury of seven, one Hispanic and six white, sided with Officer Kane, finding he acted with reasonable suspicion 
did not violate the rights of Mr. Carter during that traffic stop. Carter's attorney says she plans to appeal. Meanwhile, Officer Kane, still on the force, was never disciplined in connection to this horrendous situation. Now, let's be very clear. These individuals are supposed to be detectives. They're supposed to be investigators. I understand the dynamic associated with reasonable suspicion. You see, reasonable suspicion has to be reasonable. And based on multiple rulings from the Supreme Court and other federal judges, reasonable typically means you need to vet how the information came to you. Some stranger telling you that somebody is being robbed and driving away, court said, no, 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 that's not how this is done. We have these cases in case law. How was he able to avoid any penalty? Well, we shall see in the appeal. All right, yeah. thoughts. No, I'm just so glad that they're actually following up with this and that they're mm -hmm. they're issuing this formal complaint. And I just I think that in a lot of mixed race families, this happens a lot, sadly. And it, it also speaks to how we view race and how we view like families that oh, mixed race families don't exist or like you know people are. All you know, I guess just like love within their race. No, that doesn't happen. We all have mixed, most, most of us have mixed race families. And it is so sad that when you're with your kid who is black or who is brown or whatever, and it, it like that you're automatically assumed to be, you know, someone who's kidnapping the kid or they're mm -hmm. carjacking you or something awful. And I just, I'm, I'm grossed out by the way that we view this and, and to say nothing. Of the cops and how dumb they're. Oh, and I love, I'm sorry, Dr. Richie, the, the, oh, the tipster was black. Right. That's a fun one. That's a right. fun little tidbit. Where's the tipster now? Oh, I don't know. I just, they disappeared. I, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe they were, but that just felt like a huge deflection from a woman, a grandmother who was rightfully incensed that her grandson was sitting in a cop car right behind her, yep. handcuffed. Yep. Yeah, I think the cop was lying. I don't think anybody yeah. told this cop that. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let's get into it. Okay, um, big deal, all right? Very thankful for every single one of you because this is a victory for you and for you. Over 1 million podcast downloads, Woo. so thankful to be able to announce that. This is huge, that means we're in the top 5% of all podcasts among listeners. Thank you for listening to our show, supporting what we do. Find Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Rich on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to the show so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate us with five stars. I appreciate all of the support around the country and beyond. Okay. A lot of comments, we'll read as many as I can. Uh, stop dragging, uh, Trump has more recordings in Atlanta than Outkast. <laughs> I like That's what great, you did there. That's, that's so good. good. Yes, um, stop dragging says, uh, black person in Lexus, check, book them, don't know. Um, Mag says, oh my God, um, Fanny and, uh, Franny and the doc, my heart just exploded. Yeah, beautiful. John Wick, when is this Christian love always here about going to start? Uh, exactly, sir. All right, Scott Smith, member for five months. Thank you so much. Indisputable level, 
queen underscore G from underscore GI. Remember, for three months double doser. We appreciate your support. Thank you. All right, got something for you, ladies and gentlemen. I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're I feel free. Back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Official Karen. Typical Karenicity at play. Everybody else is wrong. She's right. And if they don't like that she's wrong, they could get the hell up out of the building she does not own. Yes. Let's put up the picture full mass here. All right. You see that look with the folded arms? Karenicity. Okay. <laughs> Fran, thoughts here. I mean, what happened before? What, you know, what happened to her? Like, you know, her sourdough jack was not how she <laughs> asked for it. She wanted no cheese, which is insane. Right. Um, like, like, honestly, you can't be mad at a jack in the box, guys. That's what, that's all I have to say about that. I, last time I was in a jack in the box, I was 16 and I was high. And <laughs> I had a, you, you know, you get your Oreo shake and you live your life and it's a good life. I'm I'm just saying, like I'm gonna keep it real. I don't love fast food, but Jack in the Box is just a little place in my heart. What is what's wrong with her? And I love how everyone. This is what I like about Karen moments, Doc. The only thing I like about Karen moments is that it brings everyone else together against the Karenicity, mm. and it sort of bonds you. And you're like, hey, you're not cr crazy and mad and weirdly racist. Hey, neither are you. And it kind of like people join together in that That's Jack so in the awesome. Box, right? You, you made a statement just now that reminded me of something one of my uh, classmates said in law school. This was about two months ago. He said, you know, Doc, you and I disagree on everything. <laughs> but we are both anti-Karens. <laughs> and I said, look at us bringing the world together. <laughs> All right. But stuff. the Karenicity is so much more because Karenicity is a lot of things. Karenicity yeah, yeah, basically. You know, you could do a whole like a whole class on Karenicity, breaking it down, yep. and then of course DeSantis would come after you for <laughs> right. violating whatever. Right. Um, so Try I'm curious me. about your friend. I feel like you could bring him on board. Yeah, there you go. All right, double dose. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're gonna feel Back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You know. Can you speak Spanish? I'm Okay, Karen, bye, Karen, bye. You want to talk to the manager? You don't want to. You know what? Mr. Trump will say thank you. Thank you. 
Are you drunk? <laughs> don't want to hear this crap. And well, we don't want to hear you. All we want to do is fish. All we want to do is fish. Go and fish. We and can't. Because all we hear is your you goddamn music. Do you fish with your hands? Shut you know how to Jesus use them? Christ. But I have to teach you. I have to teach you. Americans fish with poles, and they don't have to hear this goddamn music while they're fishing. We want silence. There's more. You know what? That's the only word you can say in Spanish. You know what? Karen. Okay. <laughs> and a margarita. <laughs> margarita. Wow. You know what? People fishing don't Yeah, you take a margarita. American music. I carry go off. Because you know what? This is the United States of I love your speech. America <laughs> and a United States of America. <laughs> Such a way. Not this crap that all these people are fishing to listen to your goddamn. So when I call them, yeah, your husband is coming. And they, when they come down. You'll know who sent him. Your husband gonna get his ass kicked is what's gonna happen. You need to sit down somewhere, Karen, getting people in trouble. All right, put up the picture for a mask. Yep, there it is. The racism runs so deep that she's offended by the arts. If it's not American, whatever the hell that means. All right, Fran, what are your thoughts here? I mean, imagine hating Bad Bunny this much. Uh, <laughs> right. You just you you don't have joy in your life, and I really think you should get into him. He's amazing. Uh, I first of all, there is pure gin in whatever that big gulp is. Just it's just <laughs> it's it's a little bit seven up, and then Mama's yeah. mean juice. That's yeah. all it is. Like I I just look, Doctor Richie, this is what Trumpism has unearthed. He blew the conch shell for every sad, lonely, mad white person, specifically white ladies, to come out of the woodwork and to just harass people of color. And you see her there going like, when Trump comes back, we'll never have to listen to salsa again. You know, just like it's so, so sad. And it's sad and also um, dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. I'm remembering Jordan Davis, who was a young boy murdered in his car by a white man, son of Lucy McBath, right? For playing loud music. Now, of course, that man was actually sentenced, thankfully. But like, this could have gone even more dangerous ways. Instead, it just became kind of funny. And you know, we're talking about it now. There it is. All right, we got more on the other side. Indisputable stick and stack. All right, I got a few comments I can read a little bit stressed on time. 
All right, next TY2 reporter, 1 million podcast views. And then he has the Dr. Evil. Mm. Nice. Winter Dragon, the fish run away from Spanish? Mm. All right. Uh, NSBD90 now, gifted five indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie uh, memberships. Thank you for that, so much for that support. Uh, and Twitch, Pokeboy underscore 808, Karen of the Year candidate, definitely a candidate. Years early, but that is a strong one. All right. Anti Karens, unite. You're screaming at employees at Walmart. Get out of here. Let's put up the picture full mass. Now, I must say up front, I have no idea what this argument was about, but I believe him. <laughs> I have no idea what happened prior to him saying that she's racist, but I believe he's an anti-Karen. <laughs> now, sometimes you won't have all of the footage, you just have to go off your gut instinct. <laughs> My gut instinct tells me he was well within his right to say exactly what he said, given how. He said it. All right. <laughs> this oh, is my anti-Karen today. Completely yeah. just dressed <laughs> down. And the reason I think you're right is because you don't hear a lot of protesting from either her or anyone else at the yeah. in and out. Again, a holy place. Actually, a little too holy. They're really biblical and it's weird. But you mm -hmm. can hear in his he's just, this is over nothing. Over nothing. And I'm like, oh yes, yes. And like he also seems like he's an immigrant, right? He's got a he speaks with an accent, which I kind of love even harder yeah. because he is approaching this from like he's like I've seen about this. I've seen yeah. you, you know, racist American white Americans. I would not put up with this in my country and I'm not putting up with this here. I don't know how y'all do it, but you need to be called out. And like I don't know his accent gave it even more gravitas. I loved it. Yeah. It was flawless. <laughs> All right. We have an exclusive update of something we started covering a few months ago. Let's put up the picture full mass of the individual who was accused of stealing a wallet, alleged wallet theft. Galvin Dudley, a janitor, a former custodian at West Junior High School in Pennsylvania was fired after he was accused of stealing a wallet. You may remember this. He complained that during the, investig the investigation, a white colleague called him the N-word. When Mr. Dudley told her he had just recorded 
her racist outburst, his colleagues said he violated the law by recording her. Here, police come to his door at 2 a.m. saying they received 911 calls from Mr. Dudley. Here it is. How can I help you? Uh, you come answer the front door for receiving calls from here. No one called you. Again? Why are you here? Because you called us. Nobody called you. Yes, you did. Nobody called you, sir. Well, I'm with you. you. Please come down to the front door. I'm asking you why you're here. I already told you because someone called us here. Nobody called you, sir. They forced their way into the home. They did arrest Mr. Dudley, saying he made a load of 911 calls. Nothing to indicate that. Here it is. Let's put up his picture again, full mass. Okay. A high school student said he lost his wallet at Dudley's campus in October of last year. The administration required Mr. Dudley come to their office. They tricked him basically to come to the office, said it was part of a training. When he arrived, they accused him of taking the wallet. Now, Pre-trial transcripts show police investigated Dudley for recording the meeting after the district complained to the police department. The police told Dudley they needed to come in his house and they took his phone. Now, that is an actual screenshot of the officer leaving with Mr. Dudley's cell phone. Dudley was charged with wiretapping. Dudley's attorney, Donald Leith, argued his client's recording was actually lawful. He let the others know he was recording. Attorney Leith cited Commonwealth of Pennsylvania versus Christopher in his argument before the court. Here's the quote, there's no expectation of privacy in regards to somebody doing an investigation as part of their job in a public space. You don't, that's not something that you have an expectation of privacy for. Next, the 17 year old student who lost the wallet appeared unsure of the location where he lost it. He told the court he attended a volleyball game at the junior high school where Dudley worked. And later, an event at the high school he attended. 
The student says he didn't notice the wallet missing until after the high school event. Here is a pretrial transcript of his testimony. There's more. On December 22nd, two days after Indisputable's last report, the police charged Dudley for using a credit card at this Exxon gas station a mile and a half from the school. Local news reported Dudley was charged for using the teen's credit card, but have not updated their reporting since. Local police said they have video from the day before. The charge showed up on the credit card in October. Dudley entered the station to purchase a drink and lotto ticket on that day. However, at the pretrial hearing, attorney Leith says the times Dudley went to this gas station and the time the card should have been charged, they simply don't match. I went in for lottery tickets, Mr. Dudley says, and something to drink from the store. That's when they showed me going into the store, me pulling up to the gas station. That's what they're trying to use. But if you read it, it says the incident happened at one time and I left the school at a different time. But they said their cameras were backwards. That's what they came up with. Dudley told Indisputable he didn't use the card for the purchase, but he didn't use a card for the purchase, but he used a $20 bill. Dudley faced more than 80 charges, 8-0, 80 charges. Where does this come from? Recording a racist person, okay? That is the origin of 80 separate charges after the state police pre-dawn raided his home. Pennsylvania state troopers came to Dudley's home at 2 a.m. December 19th, saying they were responding to 911 calls. At the hearing, his attorney once again noted the times for the calls and when Dudley answers, his door on the ring camera did not match. Nor did the state produce any evidence that the calls came from any of Dudley's phone. Here's a photo of Gavin with his wife and kids. Mr. Dudley was arrested inside of his home in front of his entire family on December 19th and charged with resisting arrest. The court dismissed it. Dr. Elizabeth Robinson, superintendent of schools and the police department chief Chris Wagner have not responded to multiple requests for comment. Dudley told Indisputable his attorney is still waiting for discovery more than two months after his arraignment and pretrial hearing. He has not seen the surveillance from the store or the forensic analysis of his phone, which Dudley says will vindicate him. I never lied, he said, I never lied. His wife, when speaking to Indisputable said, my husband is a good and honorable, hardworking man. He takes care of his business, he works hard, he comes home, he rests, he goes back to work. This hardworking individual now has 80 criminal charges against him because he had the wherewithal to record, allegedly record a racist white woman inside of a school. Is anyone concerned that there's a racist white woman in charge of children in a local school? Doesn't seem to be. That story, that dynamic has taken a back seat to the possibility of him recording someone, recording a person, it's insane. Mm -hmm. We'll continue with the follow this story.
thoughts. No, I think it's great that you are. And I think that, you know, my thoughts are with his family and thinking about what he's doing now for work, right? It's been a time since he was falsely accused of taking a kid's wallet. You think he's working as a janitor there? No. Do you think he can get a job locally as a janitor? Probably not with 80 charges hanging over you. I mean, this is the way that we criminalize working people and specifically black Americans time and again. They're treated as suspects. This person had a job, he was not up to no good. And then now, now this is might be on his record, and certainly he's taken an economic hit. And I know you have GoFundMe's to support him and and you know his family during this time, which I think is great. And it's just like it's so it's like what a, if you have evidence then produce the evidence. But it sounds like you just said there's surveillance footage of him going, okay, so there's surveillance footage of him. But did he actually use the credit card? Or are you just saying that he used the credit card? Can you find the credit card? Yeah. No, there is nothing here. So yeah. I mean, but again, this is these are the ways and thank God, because we wouldn't be talking about this story, doctor, unless he had filmed this incident. But how many times before and when will continue? How many times has this happened to people all across this country who do not film it? That's right. That's right. All right, we're going to stay on top of it. We got more on the other side. Is indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Okay, Rami's egg, a cackle of Karens released the. Karkin, I see what you did there, I like that, <laughs> that can roll. All right, uh, anti-Karen, uh, see Prince Reborn Dragon. I absolutely love that the doctor said sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta go on faith. <laughs> but I agree, nobody in the store was scared of that angry black man. They knew he had a point, damn it, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. All right, there's a mystery, a total mystery, but there may be a clue, a man, black man, dis. Uh, dismembered body was found. Initially, they said, well, this must be the doing of an animal. Put up the picture for a mask. You see, the family of this 25 year old deceased black male, his name was Rashim Carter. Uh, this was in Mississippi. That family decided to push the issue. A Mississippi black man was found dead one month after going to local authorities, wanting help from the federal government, they want help from the federal government to investigate his death. Carter's uh, decapitated body was found in a place called Taylorsville, Mississippi. He reportedly went to the police department on October 1st, 2022, asking for help, expressing he had been chased by a group of white men in trucks. This all before he texted his mother, Tiffany Carter, that and I quote, three truckloads of white guys were trying to kill him and shouting racial slurs. So then told him, she then told him, go to the police, right? Dutiful young man. Now the new sheriff, of Taylorsville Police Department says he hasn't ruled out the possibility of murder after initially saying there was no reason to suspect foul play at all. He has now changed his tune. Attorney 
for the family being Crump calls this a modern day lynching, saying because they failed to act. What we have is a Mississippi lynching, said Crump. A Mississippi lynching in 2022. America, you cannot turn your head away. We need the highest levels of law enforcement to administer justice for Rasheem Carter as if he was your child. Crump continued, this is not a natural death. This represents a young man who was killed, said Crump. His head was severed from his body. His vertebrae, his spinal cord was in another spot they discovered away from his severed head. They have recently found remains that they believe are also Rasheem Carter at another part of where he went missing. What that tells us is that this was a nefarious act, an evil act. Someone murdered Rasheem Carter and we cannot let them get away with this. Trump also added that the family was given Carter's head and spinal column in a box from the state crime lab and remember, The authorities said no foul play initially. Some of the last text messages, very sad. Here it is, this was sent to his mother, it read. Me and the owner of this company not seeing eye to eye mama. One text message read, if anything happened to me, he's responsible for it. I'm too smart for it mama. He got these guys wanting to kill me. And that's what he sent to me. Tiffany Carter added that her son's car was not operable. And he had been riding to work with a coworker until they got into an argument on October 2nd. And her son was forced to walk. A family friend named Aisha Green agreed to drive to Taylorsville to pick up Mr. Carter. Bring him to his hometown of Fayette, Mississippi. But he was not at the gas station where they were supposed to meet. Tiffany Carter reported him missing a few days later at both the Taylorsville Police Department and the uh, and the Laurel Police Department. Smith County Sheriff, let's put him up, Joel Houston. Okay. The Mississippi Bureau of Investigation declined to comment on the open investigation and referred inquiries to the Smith County Sheriff's Office. Smith County Sheriff Joel Houston told NBC News that his office was awaiting potential warrants to determine whether any devices pinged near the area where Carter's remains, where Carter's remains were found at the time, at the same time he went missing. Houston also said Carter's co-workers, including the ones whose name he gave his mother, have been ruled out as suspects after the authorities were able to confirm that when Carter was last seen alive, Their phones were almost 100 miles away from Taylorsville at another job site. Houston says they confirmed their whereabouts through phone records and GPS. Uh, Let's put the sheriff back up again, okay? Now, sheriff, listen here. Now, obviously, I'm no police and I don't want to (laughs) be. But you do realize they could have just left the phones at the house. You do realize that. I'm just saying, potentially. Also. Perhaps somebody else did it and there was a connection here. My point to you is this year, you don't rule out somebody conclusively, publicly, just because a cell phone may have pinged 
in another location. Mm -hmm. All right, there's more. This is such a twist and turn story. Um, initially, the authorities came out immediately and basically said, no foul play, this is the doings of an animal, okay? Now Ben Crump, he has seen more death than the average human being on this planet. You know, all of those families he represents, he has to see the bodies that are dead. Many times, he's the person who will transport the body, have the body transported to a real examiner for an autopsy. And he looks at those bodies too. So if anybody knows when there's foul play or not, believe me, through his experience, he definitely has expertise. It's unfortunate, but it's real. Fran, what are your thoughts here? Oh, I, when I saw this story, I mean, it, it sent chills down my spine and it made me so disgusted with the fact that this is the year 2023 and not the year 1850. Like we, how long are, are black southerners gonna be terrorized by white people? And I know I'm jumping to conclusions, but I'm gonna believe this kid when he says that he fears for his life and that when people, that truckloads of white men followed him and and scared him and harassed him, he's gonna know. And again, in this country, man, why don't we take threats seriously? Right. Like like why? When, when it's whenever the mass shooter, like oh yeah, that person did have a manifesto a few. In fact, the FBI was following that person. You know, he did the right thing. He he talked about it. He texted about it. He went to the police. And and yes, yeah, suddenly you're gonna oh their phones weren't with them. We know. That if you're actually a cold-blooded murderer, you're gonna leave your phone at home. You know it's gonna be traced to you. Um, there's more to this story. An ant, wild animal does not decapitate a person, okay? Um, and, and it's dis, it's it's disgusting and chilling. And um, yet here we are arguing that uh, racism doesn't exist anymore, and yep. we should stop learning about our history. Yep. There you go. All right. Very sad story, jail guards decide to ignore an individual incarcerated. The man dies in custody, put up the picture for a mass. The man should be alive. A year after 20 year old Keyshawn Thomas died while in police custody. One current and one police officer have been charged with crimes associated with his death. Prosecutors allege the cops were negligent in his care despite the arrestee's need for medical attention. Former officer Donald Crager of the Milwaukee Police Department was charged with felony abuse of a person in custody on February 24th. Officer Marco Lopez was still on the force, was charged with misconduct in office by making a false entry, that's a felony. Still on the force. Background on the incident, Thomas was arrested on a bench warrant without incident after traffic stop, February 23rd, 2022. Thomas would admit to officers before they got inside the station's booking area that he swallowed all the drugs that he apparently had in a baggie. With the exception of the piece on the back of the uh, on the back seat of the squad car. Prosecutors say Thomas was clearly reacting to the narcotic concoction, including sweating, 
looking ill, vomiting, as the cop booked him. Now, as soon as he informed the officer, I have ingested a lethal dose of narcotic. At this point, the officer has whatever he needs, wants to charge him with that he can. Uh, but you gotta take him to a hospital now. This is a medical emergency, still a human being. You're not an execution officer, you are simply the arresting cop doing your job, right? Up until that point, you were doing your job up until that point, you decided to become a killer. Video from inside the station. Video from inside the station shows the officer was telling Thomas, who was objecting to going to the hospital, that he would call to get a medical attention, but never contacted an EMT. Thomas was placed in a holding cell sometime around 3 a.m. and remained there until the cop was relieved of his post hours later. Lopez took over the booking duty, but also chose to not call an ambulance or even check on Mr. Thomas, prosecutors say. The MPD originally reported that both Crager and Lopez conducted multiple call or multiple cell checks. However, Investigators concluded that Lopez missed 10 checks between 9, 15 a.m. and 3 p.m. These things are mandated for their job. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reports that investigators found that Lopez falsely claimed on a log to be making the checks every 15 minutes, when in fact, he was looking at his cell phone and a tablet, doing something on his computer and even painting. At 5.43 p.m., another booking officer who had taken over from Lopez discovered Thomas unresponsive in his cell. The young father of two would be pronounced dead less than 40 minutes later. The Milwaukee Alliance Against Racism or Racist and Political Repression said it is not enough to just indict Prager and Lopez. In a statement, the organization expressed, and I quote, while we recognize these charges as progress, there were a total of 13 other officers on duty who were responsible also for Thomas at the time of his death. They also argued the MPD has not been transparent throughout the investigation and has been harassing the family over the last year. This is going to be costly. This is going to be costly to the taxpayers of that community, to the trust equity that good cops are trying to build with members of the community. And it is obviously costly to the family who now, who now have one less family member because of the actions of a police officer that were criminally negligent against another human being. These things are not separated, these things are connected. It is a bias underneath all of it. Fran, thoughts here? I mean, we've seen it time and time again, right? I'm thinking of Sandra Bland, um, I'm thinking of Freddie Gray, I'm thinking of everyone who needed help, who was um, treated li like they were less than human uh, in the custody of police. The one job you should have is actually keeping your suspect. If they're a suspect and you believe in the rule of law, 
You should keep them safe and alive until they can be brought to justice if that's what is necessary, right? Not not actually leave them to die like this, right? And and this happens all the all of the time. And again, the layers of racism involved because it's like, oh, oh uh, a, a black man has a different body. He can ingest a, a lethal levels of narcotics and be fine. It's like that literally is the racist underpinning that leads to deaths like this. It's people treating black Americans like they are like somehow both less than human, but also superhuman. And mm. it's really messed up. And 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 yeah, he should be alive today. It's awful. Yeah. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Nooses found at a plant. Exxon Mobil. All right. Let's put up the picture of the plant. This was a complaint. Many complaints actually. On Thursday, March. Second, Equal Opportunity, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission filed an employment discrimination lawsuit against ExxonMobil. That's the feds against ExxonMobil after investigating a black employee's complaint that nooses had been found at a Baton Rouge refinery complex. Employee Milford McGee is one of the many individuals who complained and was the first to file the complaint with the EE. OC, there's more. The lawsuit said the company created a hostile work environment for the employee, Mr. McGee, and other workers by failing to implement measures to remedy and prevent harassment after finding five nooses at the complex between April 2016 and December 2020. Mr. McGee reported the discovery of a noose to a supervisor in January 2020. And nearly a year later, another noose appeared, according to the lawsuit. The first case was in April 2016 when an employee at the Ben Rouge plant reported that a rope had been tied into a noose hanging from a scaffold. The company investigated and banned two unidentified contractors but did not take remedial measures such as training, counseling or policy changes to prevent further racial harassment, the lawsuit said. In other incidents, including the noose that Mr. McGee reported at his work site in January 2020, the company investigated but failed to identify another perpetrator or implement measures to remedy racial harassment at the workplace, the suit said. The commission said that it had sought but failed to reach a, a conciliation agreement with Exxon in February before it filed the suit. So they were talking, they did not agree. ExxonMobil shared in a statement on the lawsuit that it promptly performed a thorough investigation of this claim and there was no evidence to support allegations of discrimination. We disagree with the EEOC's findings and allegations. First of all, if the EEOC says you engaged in discrimination, please understand their bar is pretty high. Mm. And it has to be systemic, meaning it's a pattern in addition to that. Nooses are traditional symbols of fear and hate, oppression and violence. The NAACP believes displaying a hangman's noose should be considered a hate crime by itself. And I agree. Fran, thoughts here? I mean, it's interesting, right? These, you know, ExxonMobil is one of those corporations that prides itself on trying to, you know, for lack of for the right wing term, be woke, you know, they're like, oh, we're transitioning off of oil and gas. And oh, we, you know, this is probably, you know, a, a corporation that, you know, has like a diversity panel and has like 
you know, discussions with its staff, you know, or does the thing for like the shiny PR, you know, um, you know, February Black History Month, like all that kind of corporate BS that truly is corporate BS. It's like when push comes to shove and an actual employee has a complaint of something insanely awful, horribly harassing, horribly racist, that doesn't actually get investigated, that doesn't get looked at. I mean, we found out what that Tesla is effectively like a segregated factory floor. Mm-hmm. Tesla, I mean, this is, you know, kind of the symbol. Yes, it's Elon Musk, but it's also sort of this weird symbol of, you know, green energy and, you know, sort of liberal elites having their Teslas and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, look at what's happening on the work for the workers. Yep. Look at that and you will be not mistaken on who and how the corporations truly act and who they truly fight for. There you go. Yo, it's. I got this on video, bro. You good, bro? I got this on video, bro. You good? Ma'am, please get in the car, ma'am. Don't ever touch me again. Sir, sir. But get your, get your girl, bro. Bro. Don't you ever touch me again. What are you doing? He ain't tried nothing. Violent with her words, violent, just period, Jackson. What I see here is a very violent, very blonde thug. That's <laughs> what I see. What did you see? I saw the same thing, and and I'm so, I'm sorry, but it always kills me. I don't care what the reason is for when women try to fight men. Like, just don't do it. Why? What are you thinking? Like, I don't care what the reason's for, unless it's like your life's in danger and he's actively hitting you. What are you thinking? First and foremost, just just don't do it. And secondly, her man was trying to get her off, you know, like it, but not that well. You know what I'm saying? So you already, I don't know, that can't be a good relationship. Cause he has not, not that you should have control over people, but she's just not listening to anyone. Like get in the car, he didn't do anything. And she's just like, ah, don't ever touch me. Like why yeah. you ain't just go talk to the police officers if, if he really tried to touch you like that. And your own man said that wasn't, didn't nobody try to touch you. And then she started touching him. Like what is he supposed to just allow you to hit him? And he clearly was just chilling, but I, it just always kills me when that happens. It's like. It's just not a good idea. If unless a man is actively hitting you, don't try to fight a man. You're not going to win. You're just yeah. not. Layla Ali, Ronda Rousey. Might, yeah, but they but, might disagree but, with you, Jackson. No, but how many Jackson, people are really stop. like that though? Now stop right there. 
Uh, How many people are really like that though? Not this this one, okay? She was using her vile, filthy, accusatory mouth that could, honestly, we're not, this is not going too far. That vile, filthy, dirty mouth of hers that's accusing a black man of rape, that's gotten many a black man killed in this country, okay? Even less of a filthy mouth has gotten a black man killed. So I don't even think her, and yes, there was some discussion in, in the production meeting that perhaps she's you know, on that sauce or juice or whatever the kids say. Okay, she's drunk, all right, she's drunk. That's how it looked, we don't know for sure. But I don't even care, cuz this is how she talked. Yeah. Do you think, I've never been drunk, you know that? I've never been drunk in my <laughs> life, but do you? Never been not drunk, and it might, time, it might be time, it might be time. You're not missing. But do you think, knowing what you know about me, that's what I would do? I might be obnoxious in some other ways. Okay. Nah, I don't. Nah, do you think I don't that's think how would I would behave. That. Right. This is no. who she is. Yeah. No. Nah. I mean, again, you're not really missing anything. Never having been hammered, it's really not that fun. But typically, it kind of brings out kind of who you are in mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. So no, she's probably rather difficult all the time. Mm-hmm. So. And that's why her man didn't intervene more. But I, I want to get your take on this. It saddens me, not just that, that again, she's quite vile. And at first I didn't have my glasses on. And I saw the blonde hair and the little nasty, you know, no Botox face that she was making. And it reminded me of someone on Capitol Hill. Okay, I don't want to go further <laughs> than that. And I said, and then I put my glasses on and I realized, oh no, that's not her. She's making trouble outside AOC's office. It's not her. But what bothers me too is that black men have to instantly go into CYA mode. Document. Let's make sure because even drunk Karen's gonna be believed here. Whatever she says is gonna, I could lose my life, I could lose my freedom. At the very least, I could lose my job. This could really happen. And so, what do you think about? Because it's something that we we all do. And I guess it's not just black men, brown women do it too. We we think, okay, let's let's button it up here. How can we prove that what we're saying is true? Because they're gonna automatically get the nod. Yeah, no, and I mean, luckily at the same time as well, and her man even pointed that out, like there's cameras all over here, there's CCTV, so everything that happened, they're gonna be able to look at it, and she still didn't listen to it. I thought that they handled it very well at the end of the day, because he could have been rowdy, he could have been yelling at her, calling her names just for her being annoying, and he didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and two, no one believed her. And if your own man isn't backing you up, then you're probably tripping. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I felt like I felt bit. like he was pointing out the cameras because for a long time he's been trying to get her out of the house, arrested something. <laughs> and he said, "Can you turn this in? Hello, hello." You know, they try, they're trying to bring the they're trying to strengthen the relationship. They yeah. have out in a while, you know what I'm saying? But uh, maybe it's time to split up. <laughs> I bet she's a trip at home, yo. Okay, <laughs> she's a trip. All right, I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. Well, and I get very aggravated because I notice the folks who push CRT do not seem to take the time to teach about Frederick Douglass, who was a great black founding father. They have erased the work of early black people in this country, Frederick Douglass, um, uh, Harriet Tubman. Many of these things were not taught about them and their full uh, 
capacitation with the So boundaries. what we need to do is we need to get rid of the CRT nonsense and start teaching more about what Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, John Brown, the person who uh, stole the uh, Confederate ship, yeah. W.E.B. Dubois, Marcus Garvey, yeah. Malcolm X, yeah. Martin Luther King, yeah. Farrakhan. For, I mean, you know, the, the list goes on. The list goes it's on. It's crazy. It is a robbery uh, of both black and white children to not teach that history because black children yeah. should be knowing that there were great black leaders that they can identify with. And uh, yeah, it's like no one, none of these kids know who Marcus Garvey is. Yeah. <laughs> Insanity. Madam, every person you agreed with should be taught believes in critical race theory because they believed that inequity was deeper than just an individual racist person. They believed it was systemic. All of them did, every single one of them. Once again, critical race theory or CRT is what? It is an academic legal framework that denotes that systematic or systemic racism is part of American society. From education and housing to employment and healthcare, critical race theory recognizes that racism is more than the result of individual bias and individual prejudice. It is embedded in laws, policies, institutions that uphold and reproduce racial inequalities. According to CRT, societal issues like black Americans, higher mortality rate, outsized exposure to police violence, the school to prison pipeline, denial of affordable housing, and the rates of the death of black women in childbirth are not unrelated anomaly. Very simple, Fran thought. <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, yeah, she's never gonna get what CRT actually means, but the idea, bless her stupid heart, you know, oh, we should have black leader, they should understand the black leaders. Oh, lady, please. And it just reminds me of the Donald Trump phrase I won with well educated, I won with poorly educated, <laughs> I love the poorly educated. Right. Classic line. And there Classic. you have it. There it is. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Tell people how they can follow you. Check out your great work. Oh my gosh, please listen to the Bituation Room podcast. Get it as many listens as indisputable or nearly as many listens as indisputable. Absolutely. You can get that wherever you get your podcast and follow me at Franny Fio. Thank you so much, doctor. Always a pleasure, my sister. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.